next to you say hello you guys doing good you know we've come to worship this morning and I just think you know what with a thankful and glad heart, we just need to just get some energy going in here. Let's just get some celebration going because we serve a God that is good. We serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that deserves all of our praise. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's get in our dancing mood and let's just praise Jesus with everything we got.
And this is a great church, Salem Fields Community Church. Come and check it out sometime. Take a picture, put it on there, and it's always a good thing. If you're a first-time guest with us today, some of you may have already picked up your little gift as you walked in the door because there was a huge banner there. We're so thankful that you're here. We hope that you will come back and check us out again. you got to see more than once or twice or three times to really get what Salem Fields is all about. It's an awesome place. The whole point of who we are is about lifting up the name of Jesus, lifting him up, and saying we're here because of him. And so uh, everything that we do uh, glorifies him. So if you haven't picked that up, just go out and pick that up, and um, Buddy and I will be out there, I think, maybe. I'm not sure, but uh, we just want to say thank you for being here and continue to check us out. The connection card is in your program, and that's a way for you to communicate with us. You can check on there that you're a first-time guest. We're not going to do anything weird with that. You can give us prayer requests or you can ask information about a ministry. Just use that connection card as a communication tool. We're going to take our tithes and offering in just a few moments, just at the next song. The song is called Generous Giver, and it's uh, really talking about who God is in our lives. He gives, and uh, he wants us to learn how to receive from him, and uh, that's going to be an opportunity We'll take our tithes and offering at that time. If you don't know what the tithe is, come to me after the service and talk to me. I love talking about the tithe because it's one way that God says, test us. And if you test him, he will prove himself to you in your finances. And so uh, it's not about money. It's really about spiritual growth. So that's what tithes are. Offerings are anything above and beyond our tithes. And we have 
opportunities for you to give, and uh, they're all listed up there. Buddy and I do automatic draft from our checking account, and that works incredible. We always know that we put God first. He gets the first of everything that we have. And so um, check that out. Learn to know more about that. We've got divorce care coming up. If you've been through a divorce, you have been through some really, really tough times. And you should never go through that alone. You really need a support system to kind of walk through that with you. So if you've never been to divorce care, I would encourage you to be part of this support group. It's learning and growing and connecting with other people. It's exactly what God calls us to do when there's difficulty in our lives. He calls us to restore. And the only way that we can restore is to do it his way. And that means that we need support in our lives. So look at the times there. If you're interested in that at all, please be part of Divorce Care. Also, membership class is coming up, and this is an opportunity for you to learn as much as you want to know about Salem Fields Community Church. And I would encourage you, don't ever go to a church that you don't find out what the place is all about. Find out what the vision is, find out uh, all of the things that are, that are relevant to growing in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And the membership class is one of the ways that you can do that. You can see the times up there. I would encourage you to go to that. Rich teaches it, and he can answer almost every question that you have. Right, Rich? Almost. And what you don't, uh, he'll say, I don't know. <laughs> and he'll find out. So I, I would really encourage you to do that. If you want to connect and be part of this body um, be, by becoming a member, you don't have to. But uh, biblically, it says that we really do need to be part of and connected to the body of Christ. And Salem Fields Community, of, Community Church is the body of Christ. And so we would encourage you to go to that. Well, this morning, we haven't really gone to the Lord in prayer. So how about if we do that now? Let's just stand together, okay? Let's stand together in prayer. Father, we thank you so much that we can gather like this. This morning, I pray, Lord, that each one of us understand what a privilege and an honor it is to be able to gather in your name, to come freely and worship you. And I pray, Lord, that each one of us will have an open heart to what you'd have to say to us today. Father, I just pray, Lord, that um, we not get caught up in any distractions. The enemy would want that to happen to us so that we can't hear what you have for us. And so, Father, I pray that each one of us will just push those distractions away, that we will key into the message that you would have specifically for each one of us here this morning. It may be different for each one of us, but God, you specialize in that. And so, Father, we just want to lift you up. We want to praise you. We want to hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. And as the basket goes by, you're still standing. You can stand. The basket can go by if you can prepare for your tithes and offering. And then we'll enter into worship through music. You don't withhold your love from us. Arms open wide upon the cross You give no matter what the cost Jesus we see All of these worlds your hands have made A billion stars stretched out in space these are just echoes of your grace. Jesus, we see. You are the generous giver. Your mercy overflows. Your blessing is a river. On and on and on it goes. You are an endless fountain. You're filling up my life. My heart will sing your praises. Jesus, you be glorified. Jesus, you reach us in. 
seated. Glad that you're here today. What an awesome day to be in church because we got a very, very special guest with us today and we're excited about uh, him being here and uh, he is one of the funniest men I've ever heard in my life. He's a Christian comedian. He started out in a small theater and ended up on uh, Jay Leno and he's just been all around the world and we're so, so glad to have him here today. There's only one catch to that. He's here on video. And uh, so we're pleased to have Michael Jr. with us today. He has an incredible message. A few weeks back, uh, I got a text from one of our board members, Justin Mosser, and he said, this is a great message. You ought to listen to it. Well, I couldn't download it because sometimes I don't get all that stuff. And uh, so somebody else downloaded it for me, and Gay and I were, had the opportunity to watch it. And uh, I've watched it four times. And uh, it is an incredible message. And it's a message that Gay and I felt uh, as we prayed about uh, what happens here on Sunday morning. We always try to tune into what God wants for all of us. And, and we felt this would be a great message for us uh, to be a part of. So you braved the cold and the rain, and you will not be disappointed. So I want you to do this. I want you to act like he's here, okay? I mean, just act like he's here and enjoy and open your heart to receive the message, and uh, you won't be disappointed. So let's welcome Michael Jr. to Salem Fields today. So I started working out. Uh, I was at the gym the other month. And, um, <laughs> right, I was gonna do some cardio, right? But they moved it upstairs. I ain't going up there, man, please. <laughs> get, a, get an elevator or something, man. I ain't going up there. 
So I'm about to do some cardio, right? And uh, I get recognized by this lady, right? She's, she's like, <gasps> she's one of them. <gasps> I was like, hey, how you doing? She's like, Michael Jr., you understand, you're my favorite comedian. Every time I see you, I laugh my butt off. I was like, uh. <laughs> Keep laughing. Keep laughing. And people ask me questions, Michael Jr., what makes you laugh? And what makes me laugh really is, uh, is awkwardness. <laughs> Did you feel it just now? Like, it's the best. Like, I'll look for awkwardness. Like, I'll do things. Like, I'll get on the elevator, right, when there's like six or seven people on there, and I'll let the door close behind me, and I won't turn around. And then I'll say something random like, it's Tuesday, but it's really Friday, and everyone gets off on the next floor. And then I just giggle my way to the top. But then I go to the stairwell, and them same people from the elevator, when they see me, I'm like, it's Thursday. Then they head back down. So my comedy, I always sit back and I pay close attention to people. Uh, one of the things that changed for me in comedy is when a comedian normally gets on stage, he wants to get laughs from people. But I felt like instead of trying to get laughs from people, I should give people an opportunity to laugh. But when I give, not just laughter, when I give anything, I try to give on purpose, meaning I try to never give out of compulsion or emotion. And when I talk about giving, I'm not talking about the tithe. That's not giving, that's called not stealing. I ain't talking about that. <laughs> so when I talk about giving, I'm talking about never really giving out of compulsion. I try to hear God's voice when I when I give, I try to be obedient. And I'm really good at receiving too. Just wanna throw that out there. <laughs> like I try to have a balance. It's very, very important that you have a balance. So this is what this looks like for me. I was at a Starbucks, right? And the car in front of me paid for my Starbucks coffee. That was awesome. So you know what I did? I did a little prayer. I ain't hear anything. Pulled off with some free Starbucks. <laughs> for real. Two weeks later, I'm at the same Starbucks. Car in front of me pays my coffee. I was like, wow, that is awesome. Dude in the drive-thru was like, you don't understand. You're the 23rd car in a row. I was like, wow, for real? Pull it off with some free Starbucks. <laughs> and here's the thing, I know some of you guys are thinking I'm being insensitive. I like to beg to differ. Is it possible that the only person who really gave was the person in the front? Is it also possible that everyone else just had a hard time receiving? I didn't have a hard time receiving. Pull it off with some free Starbucks. And anytime you truly give, there's always a sacrifice. In fact, I would, I would probably argue that the sacrifice is the majority of the gift, especially with regards to John 3.16. So when you give, it's really about the sacrifice. So if you're going to buy a coffee, now suddenly you have this money that you wouldn't have before, and you buy someone else a coffee, there's really no sacrifice, but even if there is, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience. So. I find comedy all over the place. Uh, another thing I do for awkwardness is, uh, you ever go on a job interview and um, partway through you realize, huh, I don't wanna work here. <laughs> At that point, you should have fun. You just flip the whole interview. They's like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you go first? <laughs> in fact, answer this question. Where do you see me in five years? <laughs> hmm, no, I don't like that answer. I always ask you those weird questions too. Like, you ever hear this question at an interview? They say, So tell me about a time you had a disagreement with a coworker and tell me about how you worked it out. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So I had a colleague, right? He took all the credit for some work I did. Like, I did all the work. He did nothing, took all the credit. So here's what I did um, I just walked over to his cubicle and, uh, you know, fast forward, here I am. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's what's on the police report. That's what happened. <laughs> So whenever I do comedy, I, uh, I'm really paying attention. I'm gonna give you guys some insight that, uh, I just wanna give you guys some insight. So when I'm doing comedy, here's what's really going on. Uh, I am presenting joke number one, but at the same time, I'm doing the math on what I think joke number two should be based off how you're currently responding to joke number one. Once I have joke number two locked, I'll move on to joke number three and start doing the math on what I think joke number three should be based off how you're currently responding to number one and probably will respond to joke number two. 
I actually used to go seven jokes deep. Even though I'm presenting this joke, I'm seven jokes ahead. Then I met Jesus, right? And he wanted to talk. <laughs> so I can't really go seven jokes ahead because I'm starting, because on stage, I literally am asking this question, what can I give to this audience? Literally. In between the jokes, I'm asking, what can I give to this audience? And right in between the gaps. Now here's the thing. I'll pause for a second. Everyone watching right now, you have some gaps. No matter what you do, you're a housewife, you're an attorney, there's gaps. My question to you is, what are you asking in between the gaps? Are you asking what can you get, or are you asking what can you give? Because if, because if you don't articulate which one you're asking, by default, you're actually saying, what can I get every single time, every since the fruit. So you have to articulate the answer to that. So I'm doing a show in, um, I'm doing a show in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, right? And it's uh, probably 3,500 people to show. I'm sitting in the back with a friend of mine before the show starts, and me and a, uh, and we're talking about this photograph that we saw online. And this is probably about 11 years ago. We're talking about this photograph. I'm like, cool, it's time for the show. I go out, there's like, I don't know, there's 3,500 people here. We're gonna have a great time. We're probably 25 minutes into the show, and uh, I'm listening in between the gaps. And I felt like God said to me, hey, show him the picture. I'm like, oh, I don't know what you so I'm not showing him that picture. That picture was not funny at all. <laughs> I am here to do jokes. You gotta understand, on a scale of one to 10, we're probably laughing at a seven and a half. That is a pretty strong show. I'm excited, cool, moving on to the next joke. And I feel it again. I feel like God said, show him the picture. So in the middle of my comedy set, I show him this picture. So that is a picture of a vulture and a little girl. And what's going on in this picture is the little girl is actually trying to make it to this food bank that's outside of the photograph. So I'm explaining to my audience in Phoenix, just like I'm explaining to you, what's going on in this picture. The photographer is in the obvious place, and the vulture is in the obvious place as well. So I explained to them that the photographer actually waited 20 minutes because he felt like it'd be a better shot if he could get one when the, when the vulture opened up his wings. After he took the picture, he got on a plane, came back to the States, turned in the picture, and won the Pillister Prize. It's like one of the greatest prizes you could ever get. Six months later, he commits suicide. And I said to that audience, just like I'm saying to you, had he been of the mindset, I believe, to save the little girl, he himself would probably be alive right now. So here's the thing, I cannot tell you what I said to that audience after that, but we went literally, I can't tell you what the segue was, but we went from laughing at a seven and a half to a zero doing the picture to probably a 12. Now, I would have never made that call, but because I was listening in between the gaps, I did something that I wouldn't normally do to give in a way that I didn't think I could give. You have gaps too. There's something more for you to give to the church, to your community, to your spouse. There's something more that you can give, and it may look different than you think. We went deep. I'm doing a joke. <laughs> so, uh, Pastor Robert Morris is my pastor, right? And um, uh, I was at this restaurant. Just, they got this, it's called Babe's Chicken, and Dallas got some delicious, like amazing, they got these little biscuits, right? They got these biscuits with the honey. It's amazing, like with the seven Z's, right? But it was out of honey. And I, and I was getting ready to leave, so the dude had to go to the back to get the honey, right? And then Pastor Robert walks in. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, Mike, hey, what you doing here? I wasn't thinking. I was like, oh, man, I'm just waiting on a couple of honeys, you know? <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention for some reason, man. When my teachers in school, they should try to tell me I had ADHD. I ain't paying no attention. I know this stuff, right? You ever watch TV, you see a commercial? You ever see this commercial, it's the old lady, she's all wounded. I mean, she ain't not wounded, she just fell down. <laughs> she might be wounded, we don't see the rest of the commercial. <laughs> anyway, let me stop. <laughs> all right, so it's the commercial with the old lady, she fall down, right? She's like, help, I'm falling and I can't get up. First thing I'm thinking, why don't the cameraman help her? He right there. <laughs> he is right there. That's what's wrong with this world, man. I get random thoughts like, did God give chickens wings just for us? <laughs> they don't even use them. 
They're just working them out all day long. They're just working them out. They're just working them out. Oh, check it. So remember the Starbucks story, right? Starbucks, just drive up. It's really about obedience versus. So I'm going to ask you a question. This is for everybody. I want you to answer this question in your head. Don't answer it out loud because this is about giving. So just answer this in your head. Um, let's say you're walking down the street and you have two bottles of water and you're not thirsty. And you see a homeless guy who's thirsty. What should you do? I would submit to you that you don't give him the water. But instead, you quickly ask God, hey, God, what do you want me to do? Because for all you know, behind you is a lady with one bottle of water and a stingy heart. And God's been working on her. And this is her opportunity to give the guy the water. In the first scenario, you play God. In the second scenario, you play for God. I'd rather play for God. <coughs> Obedience is better than sacrifice. If you get a hold of that when you read through the Bible, things like tithing and, and all of the times it says give it isn't an issue any longer. You just get it because you're just being obedient. And watch what happens on the other side of that. Whoa. Like even with comedy, I find funny everywhere. I'm at a Listen, I don't drink 2% milk because I don't know what the rest of it is made out of. <laughs> that just popped in my head one day. I was like, oh, snap, that's awesome. Let me write that down. <laughs> it's a math joke. There's like 97% unaccounted for. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Some people, don't, some people don't get that joke, and I explained to them. I explained to them, if I had a nickel for every time somebody tried to tell me my math was wrong, I'd have $2.83. If you didn't get that last joke, your math is wrong too. I had a your mama joke pop in my head, right? I don't even write your mama jokes, but your mama joke just showed up. And the reason I'm going to do this Yo Mama joke right now is because there's a learning opportunity on the back end of this Yo Mama joke. If you don't know what a Yo Mama joke is, you're probably going to take this personal. <laughs> All right. Here it is, here it is, here it is. All right. Uh, your mama's so fat, they couldn't even lift her up in prayer. Okay, okay. That's the response I was expecting. <laughs> All right, let me explain to you guys what just happened right now. Um, okay, if you notice, some of you guys laugh, which is the right response. But some of y'all went, oh. <laughs> let me explain to you where you went wrong. <laughs> when you hear your mama joke, you're under the impression that somebody's talking about your mama. It's not your mama, it's a random mama that nobody knows. Nobody's ever met her before. It's a random mama. She probably don't even got kids. It's a random mama. But instead of you enjoying the joke, you're sitting there going, no, stop it. She's trying to lose weight. Stop it. <laughs> it is not your mother. This next joke is one of my favorites because it's a time release joke. Different people will get this joke at different times. <laughs> some of you immediately, some of you, it's gonna take like 16 seconds. Some of y'all, not today. <laughs> and that's okay, that's just where you are currently. That's okay. So I'm gonna do the joke, and once I do the joke, I want you to pay attention to the people around you and notice how they're getting jokes at different times in the pockets of laughter throughout the room, wherever you are. And if you're watching on a computer and you don't laugh, well, just wait a little bit. <laughs> so here's the joke. So I was, uh, I'm thinking about opening up some restaurants in the north. Um, um, probably gonna call it, call it um, African American Barrel. So I'm thinking about calling it. <laughs> oh, okay, just now. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Couple people faking it. Couple people faking it. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that's funny right there. That's funny. That's funny. I do public service announcements sometimes. I just heard somebody say, that's funny. <laughs> Let me see if I got this right. Instead of actually laughing, 
You just gonna announce your reaction? That's how you wanna do it? That's like driving down the street, you get cut off in traffic like, <gasps> the horn. Wait, I got another one, I got another one. You get a speck of dust in your eye, you just stand there and say, blink, 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 blink. Blink, 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 blink. You gotta do something, you can't just. That is very similar to somebody saying, ooh, I should give of myself and then never do anything. That wasn't even supposed to tie together, it just happened right now. I should do something, too. Let me get this remote. Really? It's, it's, there's opportunities. So, I also want to do a public service announcement real quick. Uh, if you're a grown man and you have to point your toes to put your jeans on, uh, you're making bad choices. I just want to throw that out there. I just like to say that sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're making bad choices. a little help for you guys. So I got this cool story I want to tell you guys. I got this cool story I want to tell you. So I'm the type of person who loves to give. Like, I love, love giving. But again, I try to give when I should give, never out of compulsion. I ain't talking about the tie. Like, that's not even my money. Like, that's, that's literally, you're not even giving if you don't do the tie. If you don't tie anything else, you're not even giving. You just spend it somebody else's money. Hey, Lord, thanks. I'm, I know this, I know, but I'm going to get this. It's a good person, though. What? <laughs> anyway, anyway, all right. So, but I love to give, but I try to give what I should give. Never out of compulsion. So, uh, like you ever seen them commercials of the wounded dogs? Please send this dog twenty dollars. I ain't giving that dog no money. He got a job. He's an actor. I see him on TV. <laughs> so I try to give what I should. So this is what this looks like for me. We met this uh, this family. I think we have a picture of the family. So we got yes, beautiful family, right? Look at the little boy between his dad's legs. He is doing too much, right? It's the Richardson family. So let me tell you about the Richardson family. So they have uh, five biological kids, and then they adopted two teenagers. And at the same time, they were fostering uh, five siblings all under the age of seven. It's a lot of kids. Then someone came along and they wanted to adopt two of the five siblings, which means they would be split up and probably never see each other again. So the Richardsons, who don't make much money at all, they were fine with stepping up, getting additional jobs, and they adopted those kids, which is really, really, really awesome. Then, through some circumstance, someone came along and they stole one of their vehicles. Now this really big family is down to one vehicle and they sometimes have to make two trips to go places. And this is where I found out about it and I felt like I was supposed to do something. But God didn't tell me to buy them a vehicle. He said, I got something I want you to do. Again, I want to be obedient, I don't just want to sacrifice. So me and my family got together and we prayed and we came up with this idea to do a comedy show fundraiser for the family. But here's the thing, if we just do a regular comedy show fundraiser, that is technically me buying them a vehicle. And I want to be obedient, I don't just want to sacrifice. So we decided to go to, we went to four of my events across the country, it took four events, and we told people about the Richardsons. And we asked them to buy tickets to a comedy show called The No Show Comedy Show. And people were like, well, when is it? I was like, I don't know. I'm not gonna be there. And people bought tickets. I was blown away. They bought tickets to a show that would never happen. In fact, the back of the ticket said, you were buying tickets to a show that won't happen. And this is not a tax deduction. We didn't promise them anything. We wanted people to give because they felt like they should give. And we asked people not to give out of compulsion, not to feel anxious about giving. But do it because you know you're supposed to. So people are buying tickets, like I'm blown away. And the family now, they have no idea we're doing this because I didn't know if it was gonna work. I didn't want them to get their hopes up, but it's actually working. So I'm praying and I feel like the vehicle to get for this family is a Nissan NV. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, it's a nice vehicle, it could fit the whole family. So what we did, we, um, I go to the dealership and we have enough money for a Nissan NV and I'm excited. But then I happen to notice that they also had the Nissan MV. The one that's all plushed out. Well, I'm the type of person I like to give the same way I want to receive. <laughs> so I want the Nissan MV. Well the, deal well, the dealership found out what we were doing and they bought 40 tickets for all the employees. So we got to get the 
Nissan MV. So, we, so we're working on a deal with this family. And I didn't promise my ticket buyers anything. Only thing I said to them, I said, if the family gives us permission, we'll capture their story and we'll share it with you. If they give us permission. So we go over to the family's house. They still have no idea what we're doing. And I'm, and I'm telling them, I tell them we're there to do a fundraiser video for them. Maybe they could raise a little money, pay off some bills. They have no idea. So we're there with the camera crew and they're telling me about their family and their kids that they adopted. And it's some really hard stories to hear. Like it's really hard. So I needed a break. I said, hey, let me take a break for a second. We'll finish taping in a minute. And then uh, I remember walking by the refrigerator or near the kitchen and they had a picture hanging up and the picture had been there for like two years. This is the picture. That is a Nissan NV. They wrote on top of it, God is awesome. This is our car. Reach for your goals. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So, So, this is just one of the stories that we've shared right in the middle of my comedy special, More Than Funny. There's actually three stories. This is one of them. But I felt like I should share it with you in case you hadn't seen the, the film. So now we have this vehicle, and the family doesn't know it. Like, they have no idea we got it. Not only do we have a vehicle for them, we now know we have their dream vehicle. And now all I have to do is figure out a way to deliver it. Well, I do comedy. Delivery is what I do. <laughs> so we all go to their house. They're all piled in to watch the video. But what we really want to do is watch them watch the video. Because in the midst of this, I'm going to sneak out, go outside, interrupt the video, and it's going to be me in front of their house introducing them to their brand new Nissan MV. Check it. I know you're in there sitting on the couch wondering if this is actually a real live video. Well, it is. And the reason I'm in front of your house right now is because I would love it if you and your whole crew and everybody else would simply just come outside so you could see your brand new Nissan MV. part is your payments are only $400 a month. So no, <laughs> no it's completely paid for, 100%. This isn't a Michael Jr. thing. This is about a family. The people y'all never met before heard y'all's story. We decided to do a comedy show fundraiser. But there actually wasn't a show. So people all over the country, my fans, different places, got together and bought tickets to a show that don't even exist. See, I've had it. 
don't know how to repay anybody for doing something for me like that. Now you're in a position where you just need to receive. Okay. I, I receive. I receive. There's different levels of giving, but you also have to understand receiving. You have to understand, you have to have a balance. Giving is huge. Some people love to give, but then they have a hard time receiving. You have to have a balance. I was doing this event and, uh, okay, I got two stories. I could do this Orlando story, or I could do this Nashville story. I'm gonna let you choose. I only got time for one. Orlando or Nashville. No, it's just, I'm pointing to one person. Calm down, people. <laughs> Orlando. So I'm in Orlando, and I'm gonna do Nashville. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm in Nashville, and um, and remember, I'm listening in between the gaps, right? And I'm on stage, and please understand, you have gaps. There's some more that you can do. This is an awesome church, but you as an individual, there's more that you can do. Like you, like, so, but all you have to do is listen in between the gaps. That's what happened with the story you just saw. I'm just listening between the gaps. So we're in, uh, we're, we're not in Orlando. <laughs> we're in Nashville and I'm on stage and I'm listening between the gaps. So we're like probably, I don't know, uh, 40 minutes into the show. 2,200 people sold out. And, and I feel like I'm supposed to talk to this lady in the front row. But the lady's death. Lord, what really, what am I supposed to do? And there's a sign language lady on stage, right? So, so in the middle of, so I stop and I'm like, hey, can, can you ask that lady to come up on stage, please? So she comes up, it's a white lady. She's probably 52, 53 years old. She's really shy, she's scared. She don't know what's going on. The audience don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we all kind of tripping. <laughs> so she comes up on stage and I said to the sign language lady, I said, can you ask her, what is her biggest need? And uh, she signs to the lady, the lady signs back, and she says, she doesn't have any needs. She's, she's good. I was like, ah. can you ask her again? What is her biggest need? So she signs over, she comes back, and she says, well, her and her husband haven't been able to go out on vacation uh, in over 13 years, and they really need some time away, at least a weekend or something. I was like, okay. Now, normally, what you would do, you just collect a bunch of money. Yay, that's it. Nah, I just asked the next question. And giving money is awesome sometimes, especially if you already took care of what you're supposed to take care of. I just asked the next question. I said, why not? She signs back, she comes over, she says, well, they have a special needs child and um, they can't afford the nurse who can take care of the child in such a way that they would feel comfortable leaving like somebody who's certified. I was like, okay. So I turned to my audience. The audience is still frozen solid right now. I turned to the audience and I said, where is the special needs nurse who can deliver their punchline, who can do what they're supposed to do right now. And the whole room is, you don't hear nothing, it's still quiet. So I said it again, I said, where is the special needs nurse who can give the way they should give right now? And you hear a voice come from the top balcony and this lady says, here I am. And this lady comes walking down and we introduce them and they live 30 minutes from each other. And the whole room is done. <laughs> like we're all done. And we got to experience that together because people understood the importance of giving and receiving. It's amazingly important. You gotta fully grab a hold of this. You have to fully grab a hold of this. It's so important because there's people right next to you right now who needs you to give and they also need you to receive. So get yourself out the way and just do what it is you're supposed to do. Listen to the Father's voice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I love you. I'm Michael Jr. awesome I mean wow that is so powerful honestly this is our fourth or fifth maybe sixth time of watching that every time you can you can get another layer of what he's trying to say it's really about the right response he's really teaching us how to give that we don't just give out of compulsion 
but that we truly listen for the Lord in our life. And we're obedient to that. Not just sacrificing what we have because we think that's a good thing to give, but truly listening to the Lord. Now, Salem Fields Community Church is a generous church. And we're not here today to ask for money or to ask you to tithe or this is not about that. This is about truly listening to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your life and taking those moments instead of just being compelled to do something that you stop, that we stop and we say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Because the right response is to obey not just a sacrifice. And that kind of changes how we look at giving in the church because a lot of times we think that we just want to give, we want to give, we want to give, when in reality we also need to learn how to receive. After all, Jesus offers, God offers us Jesus and we have to receive him and then we give our life back to him. I love this. Would you just brew on this message this week? and begin to tune in to the Holy Spirit's voice. And there may be somebody just sitting here today that has something to give that you never realized or maybe you devalued in your life. You know, I spent uh, last week with a beautiful, my cousin, and she was raised in an Amish home. And I'm telling you, she, she didn't get a lot of education, but I'm telling you, this woman was taught to cook. Amen. And we got to benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Every morning we got up, it was like this incredible bread and bread. She had, the, she had the table spread. And I said, Anna, what a gift you have. And she said, oh, no, I do that. I've done it. Anna, what a gift you have. And a lot of times God has given us, those that call ourselves Christ followers, gifts that we devalue. And I would just encourage you today to spend a little time with the Lord and say, God, how would you have me to give? And remember that obedience, the right response, is not sacrifice so much as it is obedience to what he says to you. Not what everybody else does, but how he speaks to you. Well, you know, like Gay said five or six times, and, uh, you know, each time I get something out of it that's different than the last time. And, you know, one of the things is I'm going to spend more time listening in the gaps. Instead of talking my way through the gaps, I'm going to try to listen more in the gaps. And, uh, you know, the thing about, you know, there's a great stories. Those stories just, I mean, I cry as hard every time as the first time. And, uh, but, you know, the, the story that got me was just mentioned briefly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God was a giver. He was the greatest giver of all times. Not only was he a giver, but he was obedient. The Bible says that he was obedient unto death, that he gave his life to us so that we could have eternal life if we're willing to receive it. And not only did God give he also receives. The Bible says he receives us unto himself. So when we ask God to forgive us our sins and, and receive the free gift of salvation, not only has God given us something, but he's receiving us unto himself. And so today, I, you know, we've just been thinking all weekend, I thought all last week about, you know, how to respond to this message. And I, you know, I just think maybe there's some Someone here today that, you know, you've never responded to the message of free salvation. Maybe you've been one of those people that have felt like, well, you know, I've got to work for this thing. I've got to work it all out. Or, you know, you've just kind of blown it off and not realized what great gift it was that God, give, that God gave to us when he sent his one and only son. And so maybe today you're in that place where maybe today is the day of your salvation, the day that you open your heart to receive what God has for you. And what he has for you is the forgiveness of your sins. What he has for you is eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. What he has for us is that free gift of salvation. And so today, as, as we close out in prayer, let's just pray together. And as, as we close out today, maybe you're here today and you've never received what God has for you. You know, there's, 
there's nothing else that we can do uh, in our relationship uh, with God until we first receive what God has for us. You know, we can give and we can go to church and we can do all those things and they're all good things, but they don't really mean anything unless we first receive what God has for us. And that is his relationship, a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. So today, if you don't have a personal relationship with him where he knows you and, uh, and you know him personally, would you pray this prayer with me? You don't have to pray it out loud, just pray it in your heart and believe it. And just pray this, Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. And today, Lord, I receive my free gift of salvation. I receive my free gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. If you prayed that prayer this morning, you have received that free gift that God gives and offers to all of us, to every one of us. If you received that gift today, I just want to ask you uh, to just thank him. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, the Bible says there's a party going on in heaven because you today received that free gift. Not only does God give us the gift, he throws a party for us when we receive the gift. That's a pretty awesome God. So if you received him today as your Savior, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed and no one looking around, and you'd just like to acknowledge Jesus Christ today, Gay and I will be looking, but no one else will be. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, if you receive Christ today, his gift of free salvation, would you just raise your hand, anybody like that today? Yes. God bless you. All over the auditorium today. God bless you. God sees your hand. He knows your heart. It's the greatest gift we'll ever receive in our whole life. And God has received you unto himself today. So I just want to ask you today, if you prayed that prayer that you stop out at the table that says accepted Christ today because we have a free gift for you as well. It's just a little gift that will give you all the information you need to know about what just happened in your heart today when you received that gift. And we'd love for you to stop there. There's a pastor there that will be glad to talk with you just for a moment. Won't hold you up very long. Father, I thank you for those today who have received that free gift of salvation. Father, we thank you that you are such a generous giver. You gave us mercy when we de didn't deserve it, Lord. And you keep giving, as the song says, on and on and on and on in our lives. And we thank you for that. We thank you today for Michael Jr. We thank you for that great message. We thank you for, the, for laughter, Lord, that we can come to church and laugh. And we thank you for that. And we just pray, God, that you would continue to help us here at Salem Fields to be the most generous church. God, does it just be the most generous church that we can be? Help us, God, to listen in the gaps. God, there is so much more we can do. God, there's so much more we can do in our families. There's so much more that we can do in our community, in our schools, in our church. God, there's so much more that we can do to share real hope with anyone everywhere. So God, teach us to listen in the gaps. Teach me, Lord, to listen in the gaps. We love you today, Jesus, and we thank you for all that's happened here today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and close out.
You're good, good fire. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Oh, yeah, I've seen many searching for answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you know just what we exactly who you say you are, Father, and that we are who you say we are. Jesus, we rejoice in your presence, God. We thank you for meeting us here this morning, and I just pray that we would go in obedience, God, because that is what you desire, Lord. We love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. See you right back here next week, and have a great week.